The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Hello and welcome to our first of many E3 2018 press conference, uh, re- I guess analysis podcast at this point. It's definitely not reacting. We're way after the fact of it airing. But yes, uh, so hopefully you will join us for the first of many of what will be us breaking down. Well, tomorrow will be the, or well, I guess technically today, the Bethesda press conference and the microsoft one as well we won't do devolver unless they announce something and that'll just probably get tagged out of the bethesda conference and then y'all know the schedule after that as well we'll we'll be doing all those so uh make sure you keep it tuned hit subscribe it makes it easier for you but thankfully i'm not here by myself my usual co-host in crime for video games to the max mr mark morrison howdy and a veteran as well of our E3 covers, Mr. Randy Isbell. I'm over here scoring goals while we're doing this, by the way. Yeah. One good thing from the EA conference. <laughs> so, also yeah, joining, us for the, <laughs> <laughs> joining us for the first time, uh, he's part of the Rylich and Broadcasting team. He also uh, does game reviews on uh, the website as well. Sean Comer. Hi, everybody. I'm playing some Overwatch while we're talking about this and uh, mourning the fact that we're not going to be covering Devolver Digital because they were the best part of last year's conference. <laughs> That's down. more of like <laughs> I, I had to tell them to do a live reaction because I said, look, there's going to be way too many like <laughs> stupid stuff that you have to do a video. We're just going to be laughing all the time. It doesn't work as, as well as with audio. Uh, but... Devolver All right, guys. Goddamn glorious. Last yes, it year. was. They supposedly have games to announce this time, so could even be the best conference if they have games to actually announce as well. So, all right. Um, if you don't know how EA's thing works, they have now decided to be the lone company on Saturdays because now they have their EA Play thing and this makes it to where they have less to focus on in their conference than even before because they have a whole thing for themselves. They don't really have to care about how they present their, I guess, E3 showcase or whatever they want to call it. Uh, because so, if there's a company that goes hand in hand with not caring, it would be EA. It's true. They, they only care when it affects them monetarily, which we will talk about. With their mentions of no loot boxes several times in this thing, so they I, sort I feel of bad for anybody that played that drinking game. By the way, yeah, <laughs> that and available right now or available today. It, it's yeah. almost like it's almost like no loot boxes might as well be code for "See, we promised, we learned our lessons." Oh, and please, uh, get please ready because we're about legislation. 
What we're about to talk about right now, you're going to hear a lot, probably, between all the press conferences. And that's because Battlefield Five. they didn't spend a lot of time on Battlefield Five as much as I thought they would. They basically told you that you could, you have more creations ability now. You can create, you have, uh, you can customize your weapons, your, your guy, your characters. You can move the weapons around. You can move the tanks around and stuff like that, which apparently you couldn't do in the previous game. Uh, so they made a big deal about that. They did talk about single player. He seemed to make sure he emphasized single player. Just take a jab at Call of Duty not having one. But of course, because Call of Duty has one, I'm sure they were already working on this previously, but they had to announce a Battle Royale mode that's supposed to be way different and better than every other Battle Royale mode that's going crazy right now. Get ready, because you're going to hear a lot of Battle Royale in this uh, this E3 2018. But guys, along with uh, FIFA 19 basically getting to gloat that they now have the Champions League, which is the only thing that's ever eluded the FIFA games in the past because Konami had that with Pro Evo, which is like kind of the only thing that kept them relevant. And now FIFA has it, and they probably overdid it on the big deal that they made of it, but you can use it everywhere. So, yeah. A little bit. So, overdid it a little bit. But anything out there that you guys want to discuss about Battlefield Five or FIFA 19 and also... FIFA 18 has a free trial that Randy's playing right now because of the World Cup starting in five days, and they wanted to let you test out the game to see if maybe you had an inkling to buy it with that free World Cup edition that's being added. What do you think, Randy? uh, I was going to say, I question uh, if you bring down the buildings in Battlefield 1, if it's going to crash the servers in Battlefield 4. Mm Mm-hmm. Is that why they didn't let you bring down the buildings before? Because it crashed? No, they did, but then it would crash the server like almost immediately. <laughs> wow, that's some shitty server. <laughs> Welcome to EA. That's yeah. <laughs> that's... <laughs> no, it, listen, the battlefield stuff seems well, like a lot of this press conference boring because they didn't show anything. They went, "Hey, we have this awesome." battle royale idea it's reimagined it's better but we're not going to show you anything or explain anything it's just we have it that's great but yeah. we, we really want to show that we have the champions league and fifa and, and bring out the trophy and all that is that was the whole thing with this press conference they showed some interesting things but they spent 90 percent of it not showing those interesting things it was like that was the background noise it was like look it's something cool but hold on <laughs> Instead it's of actually wor- like showing this or explaining anything relevant, we're going to... They didn't even have uh, Snoop Dogg smoking weed on stage playing the game. I mean, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Sean, this is worse than that. It's, it's weird for me to call my own name, and it's, it's not myself. Uh, so... Right. <laughs> but... <laughs> Uh, This is worse than the year that they had, like, pretty much nothing, and it was a bunch of developer videos the whole time. Like, Mm -hmm. why do you have a press conference if half of what you showed is just them talking? I I don't... No, no, talking badly. (laughs) 
Well, because yeah. because it's EA and they've long since smugly resigned themselves that they can easily get away with putting in the bare minimal effort on just about anything, and everybody will just eat it up with a spoon. And yeah. if, if if you were to look at social media, by and large, that was what happened among a lot of the mainstream gaming sites with EA Play. People just clearly needing a towel or two after the goddamn Anthem presentation. I don't know about that. That I might the people I follow on Twitter were pretty negative about that whole thing. Oh, I, I saw I saw plenty of people, including oh, for fuck's sake, Angry Joe, have some goddamn dignity. Um, positively creaming themselves over yeah. this game that looks like Mass Effect fucked Destiny Two in the ass. You're asking but, far but, too much of Angry Joe. But you were saying that they were at EA Play, right? That who was at EA Play? That the people that you were saying were really excited for it. Oh, I don't know if they were at it, but they. But I know they at the very least watched. And knowing Joe, yeah, I'm sure he probably. But I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just, sure that they got it. I mean, it sounds like you could get your hands on it at EA Play. And again, there were some things in this press conference that really interested me. They just never showed any of it. It was like, okay, I'm I'm interested to see what some of these bigger developers do with Battle Royale. I mean, obviously, that's the hot thing we're going to get completely oversaturated with it but i was interested to see what they were going to do with it and nothing so the 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 only thing that would bother me about battle royale being included in a battlefield game would be if i were to pick it up and find that some other part of it came up sorely lacking yeah absolutely yeah but 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 otherwise it's it's just a totally optional mode that I can skip if I want to. Yeah, absolutely. But I just wanted to see what it was going to be like. And, and something that I haven't seen really get brought up is obviously, you know, EA made a huge point about no loot boxes, no loot boxes. We get the point. But Sean said when they were explaining Battlefield, well, now you can customize your character. Well, guess how they're going to get people's money. Yeah. Well, cosmetics has been a thing for a while though. Well, well, I know, but EA was like, no, we don't care about that because we have these loot boxes and that's where we're going to get our money. So now you're going to see everything be customizable and cost you a little bit. Well, they said it with Anthem too, right? Yeah. Oh, they're they're going to. And my problem with, with loot boxes in any game is when it's structured so that the developer tries to feign some sense of fairness by saying, oh, but look, it's entirely possible to unlock this with in-game grinding. Yeah, if I play about 16 hours a day for four weeks, I can can get that neat new skin that I want. That's absolutely absurd, though, but... I find it ironic that you're saying this and then playing Overwatch at the same time. Well, but the, well, but the thing <laughs> is, I can I can grind up three or four levels of Overwatch in about two or three hours of play. Just so so that's an easy four loot boxes right there. And hell, right now as part of to close out the anniversary weekend, they're running a double XP event. So I, I personally think Overwatches or Overwatches loot boxes are pretty easy to grind up. Um, it's one thing if you offer the choice of, okay, you can unlock this with a reasonable amount of playtime, or you can plunk down a couple bucks in the store and just get it outright. It's another entirely when you kind of gain the definition of possible to the point where it's, yeah, you could unlock this, Provided you want to spend about twenty four hours straight playing, straight playing our game, 
or you can just hand us over the dollar dues directly, and here you go. So, I mean, that that's where it has to kind of be considered on a subjective case-by-case basis. Um, so, but it, it does, it did kind of reach the point of, he thinks the lady doth protest too much with the number of times the elephant in the room had uh, attention called to it. Alright, so... I mean, y'all are right, and look, uh, if you want to know how quickly, you're probably going to have more things like maybe next year, Battlefield does the same thing as Call of Duty and they don't have a single player, and it's just Battle Royale is the mode. I mean, they added Battle Royale to Red Dead Redemption 2, for God's sakes, so... That's definitely, I'm sure we're going to have a lot more uh, third parties try to add it in here. Another thing that's interesting, I think, but we didn't get to see a whole lot because there's a lot of scuttlebutt going around that this thing that EA has trying to get ahead of is what gaming systems are going to be after the next generation. That we're going to have all streaming consoles after PS5, Xbox, whatever, and whatever Nintendo comes out after that. So, Mm. Andrew Wilson comes out here and discusses Origin Access Premier, which costs $14.99 a month or $100 per year. And you get early access to Madden, FIFA, Battlefield 5, and Anthem as of right now. So... That means you can play the whole game for like three or four days before launch, and then you can decide if you want to buy it. Or I don't know if that also means you get to buy one of the games with this $100 per year. I don't know what you're really getting with with that. But, yeah, oh, you also get their vault, which is like 100 games and a 10% discount and whatever. But this is another thing that like we didn't really get to see how this works. It's just they talked about it. September... And and it comes out in the summer at some point. And the worst thing I thought of this entire thing was how in the world can you just have, which I thought Andrew Renee did a good job, but how can you possibly just have Vince Zampella in the crowd go, oh yeah, we're working on this Star Wars game. And it's not like, show anything. Yeah, not have anything to show. Why even talk about it? It's just... That makes no sense to me. First they off, gotta, fuck well, the access. I think Go. they got to show. They got to talk about Star Wars somewhere because Battlefield, you know, Battlefront Two is such a disaster. No, they spent more time talking about Battlefront Two. Okay, right after that, they they uh, they talked about adding Solo, which you know that's its own problem, and the extraction mode. And then with the most hilarious thing is they show the Ewok thing, and they show the same video like four times. While the guy's talking, and yeah, so I don't, I don't know. You Mark, know the, the the part with the, the part with the Star Wars discussion. The, the the funniest part to me wasn't them showing the Ewoks clip. It was twofold. It was number one the part when they gave uh, Battlefront Two what I like to consider, or I should say, their mistakes with Battlefront Two. More or less, the Simpsons let us never speak of the shortcut again treatment. Yeah. Um. But then it, it was the claim that apparently what Star the one thing Star Wars fans everywhere want from their new Star Wars properties is Count more Dooku. prequel stuff. 
Yeah, that, that's my never-ending problem with Star Wars. Is it all is in the same thirty-five-year like time span, and they don't go beyond that or before that anymore. There was there was half a heartbeat before they got before they said Clone Wars, where I went, stuff set in the EU. We're we're gonna we're gonna maybe get some Thrawn, get some Mara Jade in here. Nope. What what nope. EU? They they killed it years yeah, ago. Yeah, exactly. Um. I, I thought maybe maybe they might have worked some they might have worked something out, but nope nope we're gonna get Dooku, Obi Wan, Grievous, and fucking Anakin. Guys, you know what would have helped this all? You know what would have made this a hundred percent better What's if Zampella just said we're making a Star Wars game. It's called Masters of Terrascasi Two. <laughs> Randy, just about anything would have been better than what we got. <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing there. I don't I, care about Star Wars, so. <laughs> I mean, they have made me not care about Star Wars. <laughs> everybody, yeah, everybody just wants a good Star Wars game. The good ones keep getting canceled, and they keep putting out this. So, you know, it is what it is on that one. How, how, how about maybe give us some Rogue One content? Why why can't we get content based on a based on a good Star Wars movie? Well, I, I mean, some uh, Kotor content. Yeah, mm-hmm. they could do that too. You got Bioware there. Let me play as like a killer HK forty one or forty seven, yes. whatever. HK forty seven. Fuck yes. Well, I mean, I can't blame them for getting trying to do anything they can to capitalize on a big movie that just came out. But look, uh, I I don't know. The Clone Wars things always seems to be some kind of divide. There's a lot of people that like love that. They love the freaking cartoon and all that stuff. And then, oh, whenever it gets announced, like you guys, like why? And nobody asked for this, so like it, it's always a, a weird thing. It seems something that also got, might have seemed weird to some people is Unravel Two not only getting announced, but it's co-op. You can play it single player, but they want you to play it co-op, which is also sort of a theme of this conference. Oh, yeah. And, <laughs> oh, it's out right now. Unravel 2. You were a fan, Randy. You liked yeah. Unravel 1. I, I loved Unravel 1. I, I thought it it didn't get enough praise. It wasn't amazing, but it was a very, very good game. And this one looks a lot of the same, I think. From the little bit of gameplay that we saw, it, they did a lot of puzzles based on having two people from having to distract a, a turkey to, you know, using your rope to kind of slingshot the other person. So it'll be interesting to play co-op. I, I'm very excited to play it next week once, you know, things kind of settle down. I'm able to do that. But mm. I, I don't know who thought it was weird that they had it come out. I know some people were expecting like, oh well, we're trying to promote our newest indie game, but then we found out the reason why they went ahead and just had this come out is because they didn't want to take it away from Sea of Solitude, which focuses on this girl becoming a monster or becoming different creatures, and you're just trying to get her back to being human, which pretty simple story. Seems interesting. Hopefully, I, know, I couldn't. I couldn't get by their 
presenter. She just shouldn't have been up there. Yeah, she was. I thought she was bad. Like she was clearly nervous mm. or drunk, one of the two. Uh, <laughs> and I kept expecting her to like flip the camera off at some point, which would have been great, honestly. The but Unravel guy seemed nervous of being up there a second time too. I mean, th- those guys aren't oh. used to being up there. But, he, but, seemed, he seemed better. He seemed a little more cohesive. <laughs> actually, I, I, I'm just I'm just going to say it. It was kind of heartwarming watching how overwhelmed by the moment some of those indie devs were with what I got to figure was their either their first or maybe just their second E3. But I thought that SOS game looked bad. I'd play it. I'd the art style looks kind of what cell shady. You know, I, I'm not. I'm expecting like another fee more than another unravel. So, well, okay. <laughs> I mean that. I'm not saying that the game is. Yeah, you know, that game's not great or whatever, but it's. Yeah, who knows? Maybe the story is good enough that it'll carry you through. Unlike whatever it is that they wanted, Faye to mm-hmm. be. So. Uh Let's hope Unravel 2 is good. It looks like it is, so Randy should be happy about that, at least. Yep. Uh, Thankfully, they focused very little on the rest of their sports stuff. Uh, NBA (laughs) Live 19, which I don't know why they're still making that game, is getting street ball. It's the only thing I got out of it. Um, And then... I have no idea why we had this Madden segment. I get it that you want to promote somebody won the championship that looks faker than the ones that the <laughs> that WWE gives to the the sports it looked, players. It looked about as on par as a TNA championship. Yeah, shitty looking belt. I mean, it looked wor- like the ones that they give the sports players. Looks a hell of a lot better than whatever the hell that is. That looked hey, hey, awful. Hey, hey. His tro- his belt looked way better than the guy that they interviewed at the beginning of the pre-show, <laughs> who had won his Madden League or whatever. That was it. Made me laugh that that was the first guy they interviewed. Some southern dude that was super excited because he won his friend's Madden League. But no, it was wow. a waste of time, and they they had him on the stage more than they showed the trailer. Which again, they showed nothing in the trailer. I still don't. From the trailer, I have no idea. Are they going to do a second season of their their story mode? Is it going to be something? At least show something. Yeah, I know. They focused nothing on long shots. So, like, what, did you cane it already? I mean... I, I, I have a bit of a technical question. Assuming that you three guys, in all likelihood, probably play far more Madden than I do. Oh, Mark. Um, oh, yeah. Tons. Okay. Um, Except for Mark. Okay, did the did the uh, did the frostbite engine actually translate pretty well to Madden eighteen? I actually enjoyed it. I thought it looked good. Uh, I'm a like every other year Madden player, but mm. I know sixteen and seventeen were pretty similar from what I heard. Um, but the difference between sixteen and eighteen, I thought, was impressive. I, I don't think it's game changing by any means, but I, I thought they did enough with frostbite where it was worth the mention and worth the addition to the game at least. You can see it more in the story mode because they focus mm, on the okay. characters' faces and and all that stuff more than you're going to see it in the main game because they got helmets on all the time. Mm. But 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's well enough. I think there's still an adjustment that needs to be made with them changing engines all the time. Hopefully that means the end of it. But they, once again, if there's one thing you could see in all these games is they made sure to let you know Frostbite engine, Frostbite engine, Frostbite engine. So, mm-hmm. you know, the only one they couldn't I, do it <laughs> Go ahead. Sorry. I know I was going to say, I made the joke to Randy earlier about uh, during that Madden trailer, they should have had it be like Evan Given Sunday where the football player just comes out with a gun and starts shooting people. Yeah, like, That can be the Battle Royale trailer for Madden. Yes. <laughs> I'm waiting for that. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> well, you uh, gave me a great segue, Mark. Thank you. Uh, there is guns in this uh, mobile game that they showed off with, which pisses me <laughs> off because I'm a Command & Conquer fan, and they had to have it be on mobile. And Just it such terrible. Such a freaking 2018, or well, current generation of, let's take franchises that are great, uh, let's not make a new game, let's just put a freaking mobile game out there. Mm-hmm. And, ugh. But, to, to, yeah. To be fair, Command & Conquer 4 didn't exactly set the world on fire. No, it didn't, but I think that was at the point where... They didn't give a crap about that series anymore. And again, they got rid of loot boxes. They have to make money somehow. Mobile games yeah. make tons of money. Not to mention the last time they made a big deal about a mobile game that freaking was it uh, Plants vs. Zombies thing that didn't do that great. So Yeah. <laughs> they have Plants vs. Zombies like a booth space at A3. And I was like, what are they going to show? Like Garden Warfare 3? Or... <laughs> <laughs> no idea, but this took too long, and I don't know. It wasn't that interesting, and I got confused by what the hell you're supposed to do because they he kept. It seemed like there was a strategy, and then all of a sudden it was like, okay, well, which one of these do you have to fill? Do you have to fill both of them? Do you have to fill all three? You have to have a majority. You have to have a majority to the, the surrounding territories, but. You only have to have the the majority right at the end. That's also, as it matters because the the thing fills up every no matter what. So you just have to control it right before it goes off. I thought bad CGI came looked terrible. Like that dude. Is oh still god, alive. that was shave, terrible. Shave his head and get him get him in there. <laughs> but. Uh... They moved on, and finally, they ended with Anthem, which is their big game. Fuck uh, Anthem. They gave a release date, February 22nd of 2019, which I'll tell you right now, I will be so surprised if it doesn't get delayed, because the way that they... Look, I don't mind panels. Honestly, I'm an old person. I don't mind them. I don't think that E3 press conferences are the best thing for them. The panels are for, like, after the press conference. Yes. But... And look, uh, again, I thought Andrew Renee did the best she could with what she was given, but listen, this is, uh, you gotta show more than you did. Well, they kept uh, repeating the same footage over and over, like, right. people oh, were supposed yeah. to care or make sense <laughs> of what the hell's going on. And it's like, they should have had, they should have just had uh, Casey up there with the controller going, okay, this is what I'm doing, like, actually playing the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, just, I mean, it's good to find out this information, right? Because there's people that don't like to read, and I understand that point. But it's like, you should have been 
showing me these things. And number one, you didn't show two of the characters. So they showed a lot of the Colossus guy or the character, the, the Ranger, they showed the storm dude like warping. And then I know nothing about what the interceptor does. Where was Nightcrawler? There you got got two X-Men, went out some more. Yeah, and then do you guys (laughs) like the fact that you can sort of just... So this is different than Destiny in that you're not controlling a class. You can pretty much just wear whatever suit you want. So do you guys think that that works in that sort of setting? Isn't it better to have one class that you are and you specialize in that class instead of it just okay i'm wearing whatever suit i feel like today and i would have preferred it i would have preferred it that way i mean i i guess you always you sort of have the option of from the sounds of it just sticking with one class with one class all the way through the entire adventure if you want to but they flat out pointed out that the way they've set it up you know not every not every suit is going to be effective in every situation. It's it's one more example of the kind of double talk that has surrounded the game since details started to trickle out about it. Um, is it is it going to be effectively playable as a single player campaign, or am I is it going to feel completely hollow compared to two player? Am I being kind of at the risk of this being an oxymoron, kind of subtly strong-armed into playing your multiplayer when really maybe it turns out it's a game I just want to play on my own? Well, oh, it's the same problem the Destiny has, right? And The Division. Yeah, so... I, I thought it was weird how they were talking about how it's going to... You know, when you go back to your base, it'll be a single-player game, but the moment you go outside, it'll be, like, online. And I'm like... All right... That's kind of the inverse of what you did with the older public, and that didn't work, so let's try this way. <laughs> you know, I, I, I do like the idea of these shared worlds or whatever. I just... I think well, they're all going to run into this problem. How... I, the question I'm going to have is how shared is it? Like, the minute you get out of the base, is there going to be like a thousand people sitting around, or will it be like just 20? Like, mm. how will that shard... How big will the server get? Randy, are you interested in Anthem at all? Not really. I mean, I tried to get into Destiny and, and just couldn't. Um, yeah. But again, even if this game comes out and just is amazing, again, the presentation was awful. I mean, yes, the panel is one way to do it, and I agree with you, Sean. It should have been something that happens after. You have Saturday all to yourself. There was nothing mm-hmm. else going on. You have all the rest of E3. You can just throw that kind of stuff out there, those kind of videos, and it just kind of takes you out of it. And again, they don't really show anything. We come out with way more questions than answers. Was... And, and and listen, as far as the suit thing goes for me, I'm, I, I like that a little bit better just for the fact that you're not just – I don't have to level up four different characters to have yeah, you're not, different game types. Also so not shackled to one thing. Yeah, which, again, could help with single-player because you could bounce around and whichever works out. And, again, if you're playing with friends and the only ones that are online are are, are these types, you can easily switch over and play this other type. So I, I think that is a smart move, but 
I'm not super interested in the game. And again, for their big main event, they showed like a 20 second teaser and then five to 10 minutes of them babbling on about nothing. And then two minutes of gameplay. It just, it seemed like they, they stretched it out for no reason. Well, wait a second though. Something, something just occurred to me and, and I've been trying all day to put my finger on what it was about Anthem that really bugged me the most. I mean, not the least of it being the fact that nothing about it looks distinctive. Mm-hmm. All the trailer, it, all the trailer footage was the gameplay mission. Yeah, it, it, mm. it looks like it looks like somebody just tried to cobble together their best combined imitation of Destiny, Warframe, and Titanfall, and just had no idea which one they really wanted to glom onto the most. But what gets me the most is the idea that in a class-based game, generally the idea is choice you have to make a choice over what abilities you're going to prioritize because it's just set up so that you can't just be good at everything you have to choose something and decide to capitalize on that and focus on that and use that to the best of your ability it doesn't sound like that's something that's going to be much of a challenge here which yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be kind of neat to have the option to take all the suits and swap them in and out willy-nilly, but personally, I like the idea, of, and, and this is where I think Bioware is really losing their way. I like the idea that when I played Mass Effect and I picked, well, except for Andromeda, because of course in Andromeda you can choose Pathfinder, which allows you to flex a little bit more, but in the first three Mass Effect games, once you picked your class, that was it. In any given situation, any given um, you know combat setting, you just had to use your talents the best that you could and try to line your squad up in accordance with that. And those were the only talents that you had to level up the entire the entire time. If you got midway through and all of a sudden decided, ah, I don't like playing engineer. Gee, I'd really rather I'd really rather be an adept right now. Well, tough shit. You're going to have to just take those tech-based abilities and just figure out how to use them and kind of make and kind of make the best of it and improve those as you go along until maybe they end up ultimately kind of really opening up new horizons for how you choose to play. With this, it's it's just a matter of eh no, this isn't working. I'm going to go switch over to this other suit. Well, that's the problem though, right? That's I, a cop out. I, I think I, I get what you're saying, but for paying $60 for a game, and then this is supposed to be a game that goes on and on and on, like Destiny, and they talked mm-hmm. about how they're going to add in story all the time. I mean, the word they kept using was story, story, story. We want you to experience the story. We want you to do this with the story. Well, if you've got to you stop... the Quarian arc? Right. But... <laughs> If they want you to stop, if you stop a fourth of the way through because you suck at that character and then you got to go redo it again, the chances of you wanting to play through all that again to get to where you were is little. And then if you keep doing that, well, let's say it happens again and the other character you pick, you suck at too, you're probably just never going to pick the game up again. And I think they don't want people... Maybe having to make that choice of, oh, God, I don't want to level up another character. Fuck this. 
and they go and and trade it in. So this allows you to you can experience the story any way you want because if you run into a problem, you just switch to the suit that works and you can keep going. And you know you feel like you spent your money better that way. I can understand. I think that I, I think that, I think that uh, practice of trying to impress everybody is going to end up turning off more people than it ends up winning over. Yeah, I really, I really believe that. And I, there, I, I was going to say tech, it's technically impressive, but considering that this is the game, they pretty much gutted the resources for mass effect Andromeda to make. I am sorely, sorely disappointed. I had two problems with the trailer or what, like what they've talked about. One is, the anthem of creation sounds ridiculous. It does. Yeah. And the second part is they didn't talk about this in the trailer or, you know, the, on the, uh, during the press thing or, you know, the Q and a, but they talked about it after, but there's not going to be like any romance or sex in the game. Nope. Nope. And it's None. like, if you're not going to fuck a blue alien, then what's the point of playing this thing? Nope. No. They're pretty much thing. trying to have the Microsoft destiny. That's, that's yeah, what but it's not. It's not Microsoft. Like it's on all three, all three. Well, well, I know, but Destiny, you know, Sony gets to promote Destiny all the time, and whatever. You notice that they made the big deal about, oh, you're going to find out about the story, uh, more of the story. You know, say say what you want. I mean, I don't like Destiny, but Destiny One and like Destiny Two, they play well. Like I think most people Mm -hmm. have a serious concern that when this game comes out. It's either not going to play well, or it's just not going to feel right. Given well, yeah, but you got last three or four games. You got Bungie doing a shooting game. I mean, there's they're not going to get that wrong. Well, and this and, is and also you have, you have Bioware doing an uh, doing an RPG, and you could say the same. You could have said the same thing, but they fucked it up the last for the past five or six years. Well, and this is and this is also why I blurted out "fuck early access" earlier. Is because the problem that seems to raise is you then get publishers and devs who crack the whip to meet these pushed-up early access deadlines, and the first impression of the game ends up being a less polished, sloppy, buggy build that ends up just that ends up just pissing people off who have already sunk their money their money into it when they would have been much better served to have just said, no, no, screw the early access temptation. Let's take our time and actually get this right. Uh, the EA access thing is like a week. I don't think it's that big a deal. I think I, it actually helps your consumer instead. I think they should have done one of, one of two things, either not announce a release date, like a, like the actual release date, or say there's a demo. Here's this one mission of uh, Anthem. You know the one we just the one we've been showing. It's mm-hmm. online right now. Go play it. It'll, it's only a single player, but it'll give you an idea of what this game is. I could live with that. Yeah, yeah. Like if they did that, mm-hmm. it would help assuage a lot of fears or confirm them really uh, about that game. My problem with it is I don't think this game is not my thing. With why I think they showed so little of it is because it's not, it's not even done. close to done. <laughs> Yeah, and they got six months, no. or they got eight months to finish it. So they're going to rush through it like, like Andromeda? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, that's uh, th- that's what I'm afraid of. Is what other is what shiny red ball are they already chasing right now, or Dragon might Age. they be chasing? Yeah, Dragon uh, Dragon Age Mass Effect Remaster. No, I would honestly it's... take a Mass Effect Remaster, like if they just redid it, not in the Frostbite engine, because that the, mm. like Frostbite's not exactly. a good engine for certain things. Like no, they keep no. bolting shit into it, and I mean it kind of works, but mm. not well, or not you know. <laughs> Because oh. I think there was a story about one of the, I think the first Need for Speed game, like Frostbite was so busted that the, the game, the engine could only recognize a gun. So in every car, there's a gun. <laughs> they could never, that was like, you know, in the, in the model. But that was it. And it's like, you don't think there's a problem here? Like, yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> I uh, yeah, as a Mass Effect remaster goes, yeah, don't even change the engine. Just give it some polish to try to maybe raise, say, the first game up to the standards of somewhere between the quality of Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three. Um, maybe... I mean, the first the first game has some pretty gnarly performance problems. Oh, like, it did. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I would uh, say I would say like raise that and then get rid of the Mako and you will be all set. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as, and as far as mass effect two goes, maybe if you're going to do anything the, about the biggest improvement you can make there would be improve the run and gun to maybe bring it a little bit closer to mass effect three quality. And then just three, I think you could pretty much just release more or less as is. And I, and I would be fine with it. But the but what the reason to be afraid of that now is Bioware tends to get ooh shiny red ball syndrome sometimes uh, when it comes to already looking ahead a little bit too early. So I'm hoping they're maybe already not looking too far ahead and potentially already screwing Anthem because I'd like to be pleasantly surprised by it, but. I don't know. I got I got my doubts. I'll get it on a price drop, or if it turns out to be really, really something fascinating. But when it, when I, it hits ten dollars, like Andromeda did two months after the fact. What was that now? When it hits like ten dollars, like Andromeda did, it did two months after it re- was released. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. If it, if it goes down to like somewhere between thirty between thirty and ten dollars, and there, but there's still a pretty sound player base. Okay, then I might dip a toe in and see how it is. But, you know, I'm, I'm not an early adopter. Hell, I started playing Overwatch <laughs> a couple of months before the two-year anniversary. So... I, I think, for one, uh, you guys are sort of wishful thinking. It doesn't seem like EA is that interested in going back to their old games Just uh, let me have that this. much. <laughs> but... So, so, says the company who's like, buy it buy this online pass, you can play all of our old shit. Right. That's how they get you. They want you to play all their old shit digitally so they don't have to make a retail thing for it or spend a lot of time. Which, you know. which, which sadly enough, if they were to tell me that that available online library includes NBA Street Volume 2, Def Jam Fight for New York, and Need for Speed Underground 2... I'm not going to say it would be an automatic yes, but man, I would start seriously thinking about it. It'll, it'll probably include that last one at least. Yeah, need for seed, probably for sure. Because there's licenses, <laughs> there's licenses with the problems with the first two. Yeah, Def Jam and 
Oh, con considering the product placement and everything, I would think licenses might be a problem for Underground too. That's just get mo just get the first most wanted because it had Razor Callahan, and that's all you need. <laughs> no, but I, in general, I feel like EA needs to either just start cutting its press conference down, mm. or. Just be honest with themselves and know that they just don't make a lot of games anymore, and you don't need to... Mm -hmm. It just doesn't need to be an hour. They're stretching this thing with barely any content, and I, I, maybe you just need I to have a press conference at all. I, don't... I felt legitimately bad for, Andre, for Andrea. She seemed really lost up there. <laughs> yeah, and the... Her, her it, it really like, felt I'm, like I'm she didn't you know, care. I'm, I'm friends with her husband, and he he said like, "Oh, great job!" And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, I guess it is, but look what she had to work with." <laughs> yeah, I mean, having to be super excited about some of these games is like really. Like every press conference has an identity. Like you know, I think tomorrow or Sunday, Ubisoft is going to be like weird as fuck, and Nintendo's mm -hmm. will be kind of joyous, and Microsoft will be desperate. Like EA's will be EA's was just boring this year. Which one? Uh, which one is it that Aisha Tyler? Ubisoft. Ubisoft I, I thought it was Ubisoft. Yeah. They had her not do it last year, though, right? Yeah. No, she, okay. Yeah, she wasn't there. Is she back this year, or are they still not? Get Joel mm. McHale back. Oh God, please no! <laughs> you so did, bad. Did McHale do it one year? Uh, I think he did. He might have. Um, he did that games award thing also, or the oh, game show. He looked show. like he so didn't want to be there the whole time. That was great. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, Randy, I know you didn't. Uh, I mean, none of us really cared for the press. I thought it was fine, and I'm talking about in the biggest meh. EA showed everything that they had, and it's whatever. Well, but I'm like. Let's say on a one to ten scale, what would everyone give it? Like the Bret Hart special, four out of ten. Right? Yeah, that's where I'd probably put it as a four out of ten. Like I said, the game—they didn't surprise us, which is fine. I don't go in there and go, oh, they didn't shock us with anything, other than I guess Unravel Two coming out today. But to me, it was—they had some games that looked interesting, but they didn't show anything. Like again, Battlefront had a 40 second video and, and that was it i mean fifa was okay here's a little highlight video but they were up there for 10 minutes madden was a 20 second trailer that showed absolutely nothing after they wasted 10 minutes anthem got a 30 second teaser and a couple minutes of gameplay with sandwiching a 10 minute talking bit so i was like honestly the stuff that they showed looked fine it was the presentation that drove me nuts. If they sat there and uh, I have zero interest in that command and conquer mobile game, but at least they showed exactly what a match was going to look like. Like I understand that game. Like they showed me what it was. They didn't go up there going, Oh, we have this mobile game, but still even that is like having to bring people out. They're stuck in E3 2008 mode where there's a lot of talking bits and a little bit in here and there. Nowadays, it's just show games. That's all I want to see. Just show me, don't tell me. And EA uh, just can't get out of their way and do that. 
I thought it was great when Andrew House was on, or Wilson was on there, and it ground to a halt when he was like talking about how great EA was as a company. <laughs> yeah, oh no, and the charity crap, yeah. and I'm just like, oh, really? I about that. This is not the time. I do that in a press release. Like, come on, man. Like, uh Like, you might as well have said, this is why we're not the worst company in the world, which we've been voted for, like, three times in the past decade. That's and it's only, That's it was only gamers voting for that. I mean, it, it was only a million dollars split yeah. three ways. Like, come Your on. $7 billion that you, you spent on just useless loot crates, your loot boxes, we spent a million of it. <laughs> that, that that lovely WWE-esque uh, personal backslapping. I'll give them, I would give them about a 5 out of 10. Uh, I'm willing to be a little more generous just because I like that they seem to put a lot of the hands-on emphasis during the show on their independently developed titles. Uh, that they're just publishing that they didn't that they didn't directly make and like i said i was i was genuinely kind of charmed by seeing some of these some of these fresh faced devs getting up there and clearly just kind of being taken over by you know seemingly their their first e three exposure so that made it worth watching, but in the end, once they got past that and got to their own stuff, I just I, I tuned out a little bit more by the minute. I mean, they're the only ones that deserve to have some time to talk because you don't know who they are. Exactly. So, like, explain to me what this is, who you are, whatever. But the other people, like, come on. Just be real. That's why I'm saying I think EA needs to cut their press conference down to, like, 30 minutes. Because you don't need to have an hour because you have the whole EA Play thing. People are going to that event and playing those games, and you can do video mm-hmm. from those games all day and whatever. And, like, just show trailers, trailers, gameplay, whatever. Like, you don't need people going out there except for the yeah. indie dev to go out there and talk because people don't yeah. care about that anymore. Like, Well, and and also, aside from Unravel 2 and Sea of Solitude, and... Maybe, maybe FIFA 18 because I've become a little bit of a soccer fan. Just nothing else that I saw really excited me. Nothing really got me absolutely organically worked up to play what's to play what's coming. Yeah, yeah I would have, I would give this conference a probably a three out of ten if anything. Like Unravel Two looked okay. It reminded me of Knuckles Chaotix a little, which is bad. Reminded me a little uh, bit Planet. Um, and that was kind of about it. Like everyone was excited or hopeful that skate Four or like a road rash or dead space or something. Oh, and dead space. Not, <laughs> I would not, be genuinely shocked if dead space ever comes back. Cause they wanted to kill that thing so bad. I mean, nothing happened. And, it was an hour and a half. It wasted of my life. <laughs> That's the problem, though. EA is I mean, not... I could have been, been playing more uh, Battle for Azeroth. <laughs> yeah, I mean, EA is not in desperation mode because freaking a mode in FIFA makes them half the money they need for the rest of the fucking year. So what desperation do they need to get out of the battlefields and the FIFAs and the Maddens and the you know, stuff you see every year or every other year thing. Like, they don't. So, 
Okay, yeah, it's going to cost them a lot of money if Anthem bombs, but they'll be alright. So they don't have a whole big emphasis that they need to make to go, how can we get people talking about EA right now? They don't need that. As Like, Microsoft's going to go nuts tomorrow, or later today, whatever, because they are in desperation mode. They need people yeah, they to don't be have talking about them. <laughs> yeah. So... I mean, it's Microsoft, the company will be fine, but the Xbox division needs people to be talking about them badly. So, yeah, don't be surprised if you get all the hits and whatever else they can throw out there because, shit, they got to have it. So You know what will help Microsoft tomorrow or today? Connect 3.0. <laughs> Fuck that. Well, you see... Connect illustrates something though, and that is that Microsoft Microsoft does hype well. The problem is delivering on it, where they have this nasty tendency to fall short. I love that they're still talking about the AR thing like somebody cares, but I mean it is out, but yeah. we'll never afford it. <laughs> yeah, it's... yeah, exactly. All right. I I thought the start of the conference was cool with that dragon-looking thing or that monster. Yeah. That, that was, was about it. <laughs> I agree. That's sad, though, though. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that wraps it up uh, for EA. We probably spent a lot more time on it than many people will in, in these kind of settings. But, all right. Uh, I think... Hopefully there's a lot more to look forward to tomorrow with Microsoft and Bethesda because I think Bethesda has a couple of things up their sleeve that maybe, you know, we're not expecting or at least one thing maybe. Uh, we, you get to find out what Fallout 76 actually is and mm-hmm. and, and get, whatever. You get, to see Fallout, you get to see Fallout Shelter on the PS4. <laughs> <laughs> Tro- no, Trophy's already leaked out for the game. Oh, Really? really? Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. You know what? Make that shit free to play, and I'd download it. Yeah, it will be because. Oh, yeah. then I'll download it. <laughs> I liked Fallout Shelter. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. You, there's a lot for us to discuss. And remember, Microsoft is 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, you know, you can do the timetable for yourself after that if you live in the United States. Uh, that'll probably go at least an hour and a half, two hours. We'll be there doing the podcast. Then Bethesda's like 9.30-ish yeah. Eastern. They do it always late at night. And then if you want to watch or laugh at Devolver, yeah, they're right <laughs> after that. So, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So, I, you know what? If this – the only way that EA's is not the worst – of the year is if Square Enix somehow screws up and makes it weird Japanese dudes talking again. <laughs> but, like, I don't think so because that's a pre-taped thing, so I'd imagine they have to know that you can't just have people talking in front of a oh, camera. expectations are going to be so high for Squeenix. Yeah. Well, I mean, we already know it. it's Kingdom Hearts 3, oh, yeah. Just Cause, and... Mm. Something else that I can't. Hitman two. Hitman. No, they don't own Hitman. Yeah, they don't own Hitman anymore. It's Warner Brothers. Oh, that's Uh, right. Yeah, I imagine uh, Avengers. Oh, and Avengers probably. Oh, forget the most important one. 
Tomb Raider is the most important one. Oh, Tomb Raider, that's right. Yeah. I feel like we're going to see a lot more Tomb Raider on Microsoft's thing, though. Or Sony's. No! I I I doubt it, because... Uh, Microsoft doesn't have like the limit the console like exclusive anymore with that one. Ah, uh, true. All right. Well, we'll be back tomorrow or later today, whatever, and we'll see you guys later. Hit that subscribe button, though, folks. Make sure you get all of our shows. And uh, yeah, I have no idea on the video thing, so I don't want to promise anything, and that doesn't happen. So. Mm-hmm. Later, folks. Bye-bye.